0: You're listening to Creating Impact Through Giving, a podcast brought to you by the Oklahoma City Community Foundation, providing you with the stories, techniques, and tools around impactful giving. On this show, we'll talk to donors, professional advisors, nonprofit leaders, and our own team of experts to identify charitable strategies that have resulted in some of our most impactful gifts. Hello, I'm Dan Martell. Welcome back to the pod. Man, we sure have missed all of you folks. We're glad to be back after taking a little hiatus, and I hope you find today's topic informative as we come to an end of yet another calendar year. Where does the time go? Our guests today are Nancy Anthony, the president of the Oklahoma City Community Foundation, and Rachel Mouton, who oversees the GiveSmart OKC platform with the foundation. Before we get too far, I want to remind our donors that our 2021 annual report will be arriving soon. Look for it to land in your mailbox in a matter of just days. We think you'll find it informative as it includes plenty of stories that have shaped us over the last several months. So let's get right to it. First of all, I want to welcome back Nancy Anthony to the program. Nancy, welcome. Glad you're back. Thanks. Glad to be here. Nancy, it's that time of year where folks begin to think about year-end giving, sort of the type of charitable organizations they might want to support. Maybe the type of gifts they want to leave to an organization, or perhaps what kind of legacy they may want to leave for themselves and to the community. So first question I want to uh, ask you here is, you know, every year when it comes to charitable giving, there seems to be some changes that always are, are made legislatively when it comes to charitable giving. What are some of the changes being knocked around or that may have happened over the last year?
1: Well, for most people, the ability to deduct up to $300 for an individual or $600 for a couple is a new thing this year. There were some changes in the tax law about three years ago that took the charitable deduction away because it was just part of the larger deduction that just became one big pot of money. And so you couldn't really get much advantage, but now they've added back in $300 for individuals and $600. So that's that's the kind of thing that will affect most people. If you are in a position to make a large cash gift, it can actually be very advantageous to you to actually be able to make a gift in cash to a specific organization and and be able to take full credit against your income for that. But relatively few people are, are in that boat where that the size sure. of the cash would make that difference. Well, but, but for some people, it could make a difference.
0: Absolutely. All right, so being a head of the Oklahoma City Community Foundation, I would imagine this is a pretty busy time for everybody.
1: Oh, for sure. We have a lot of people who make year-end gifts of cash or appreciated securities. The reality is you get the same benefit for a gift in December as you make a gift in January. So lots of people sort of wait till they get to the end of the year. They look at what their financial situation is and then make the gift at that time. So for us, we know that that's the case. And so we prepare for it and we encourage people to think about
0: it. Well, I guess the accounting team that works at the foundation aren't really thinking about party hats and favors on New Year's Eve. No, they're, you know,
1: we, la- we laugh and say, you know, we'll have a drive-through if anybody wants us to, to go out into the parking lot and pick it up.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, so when a donor comes to the foundation, decides that he or she would like to make a gift to Erin, what are some of the things that you all discuss with the donor?
1: Well, sometimes they're here because they want to support a specific organization or a specific scholarship fund, or in some cases, the fund they might have established. So if it's a donor that's been here in the past, frequently we talk about what they've done. If they have not done anything in the past, then we talk to them about the whole range of things we do at the foundation. They can either give to funds that they can contribute to other organizations or they can give to some specific organizations, the endowment funds or the scholarship funds or the, the special field of interest funds that we have.
0: So it's kind of like carte blanche. There's there's something for everyone and uh, there shouldn't there be re- any trouble with there that. There
1: really is something for, for almost any interest that anybody has.
0: That's excellent. You know, The Oklahoma City Community Foundation has been around now for more than 50 years, and through those years, the organization has continued to see the donor base grow. I know that the leadership here at OCCF, I know you've been running the show here for several years, that you've helped probably thousands of people with charitable giving here in the community. Why do you suppose the foundation is such a good place to consider when somebody is thinking about giving at the end of the year?
1: Well, first of all, they can make a single gift and benefit as many different kinds of things as they want. So we can take care of many potential uses that they might have. And secondly, I think people know that we're going to be here and that whatever gift they give will be utilized in the way that they have designated
0: Oh, awesome. So, what is your take on charitable giving during the the pandemic? Did you see things kind of decrease, increase? Tell me a little bit about I think how that worked.
1: Giving for needs that were very specific to people was up. Uh, I think there was a great sense of helping people who maybe were unemployed or people that had lost the ability to do certain things with their family to make sure that people were taken care of, and I think that that kind of giving really went up. I mean, it was it was very well seen on in the news. And I think people were, were very responsive to that. You know, bigger giving like to a capital campaign to build a new building or to buy a new piece of equipment might not have been as well received. But I think people were very responsive to what they consider to be basic human needs, especially around health and around around social services.
0: You know, one of the things I noticed at the foundation is toward this this time of year, you really do see a lot of people in the community come out and put their, what I guess I would consider be their charitable giving hat on. When it comes to specific types of funds and things like that, is there anything that stands out uh, over the years that you may have seen in terms of a, a year-end gift that, you know, you kind of had a story to tell about that? Is there anything that comes to mind?
1: Well, there was always a guy that that every year would, uh, he had a group of people that he would make the same, same contributions to. But I guarantee you, if we closed at five o'clock, he would call about 445 and say, I'm on the way. And the receptionist and I would stay till 530. And he would stumble in with his check. it was a, it was kind of a like clockwork probably for 10 years this same gentleman would make that same gift and and it was was, his pattern was always to wait till not only the last minute after the last minute in many ways but he was somebody that we had done other things for so it was it was always just a great story to be able to tell but you know he was going to do it every year and and so you know i think people feel that way that they want to be able to go ahead and make their gift
0: i think that's excellent the foundation works a lot with professional advisors too How do you all work with professional advisors, and when it comes to effective and efficient opportunities to help folks maximize their charitable giving, tell me the advantages that an advisor would recommend the foundation, perhaps, over another institution?
1: Well, I think the first would probably be that a single gift or a single transaction can benefit more than one purpose, and so that makes it easy for the advisor to help a client make a single gift and and take care of a number of charitable interests. The second thing is we take a lot of non-cash gifts. I mean, we take stock, we take other kinds of marketable securities, and we also take other things that aren't marketable securities, but we're able to work with donors who have assets that might not be something that you can write a check with. So I think that is oftentimes, especially on the stock side, that can be very advantageous for them. Instead of selling the stock and giving cash, they can give us the stock and avoid Probably in many cases a lot of taxes.
0: Man, that's incredible to know. That's that's outstanding. One thing that I know is fairly new here at the foundation is crypto, cryptocurrency. Tell me a little bit about well, we why you all a, decided to do that.
1: Well, we had some inquiries. Would you accept crypto? So we set up an account with a with an organization that actually accepts cryptocurrency. So they would do it just like they were would go to a, a stockbroker and ask them to contribute their their stock. Then they would contribute that crypto to this particular crypto-based fund and they would sell the, the crypto and then send us the cash. So eventually we would get cash because we don't really handle crypto. It's it's beyond many people's idea. Absolutely. I, I, I couldn't explain it, so, but we would be happy to have the cash and be able to utilize it for whatever sure. purpose the donor wants.
0: I guess the final thing I was going to ask you here, too, is in terms of investment performance and that kind of thing, I, the Community Foundation had a pretty good year, I'm assuming. We,
1: uh, the year that ended June 30th, 2021, was a great year for us. Our total return in that year was more than 25%, which that's a quarter, that means you increased the value of everything you had by a quarter of what it was, which is a huge return. Now, the year before that, because it was, there's a, there was a big downswing when crypto first happened, we didn't have anywhere close to that. So between the two years, though, it really did turn out pretty well. So we were happy to be able to have taken advantage of the rise in the, in the equity markets at that time. And for us, really, it was the best year we've ever had in, in the investment side.
0: That's outstanding. And if there's anybody out there listening right now, considering a year-end gift to a charitable organization, uh, we would certainly advise you to reach out to the Oklahoma City Community Foundation. Nancy, what's the best way for people to reach out?
1: Well, we have a website, OCCF.org. We have a phone number, 405-235-5603. Either of those work, and we answer the phone with real people.
0: That's another thing that's an advantage, <laughs> I think, too. Right. Nancy, thanks for being with us again on the pod. I know that you and your team are always on top of any changes in the tax codes and how they affect charitable giving, and we really appreciate your time. I hope listeners out there Take heed and consider giving us a call again or visiting our website, OCCF.org, OCCF.org, and consider making an impact here in the community. Thanks for being with us. Thank you very much. Now we want to bring in Rachel Mouton. Rachel is the manager of GiveSmart OKC here at the Community Foundation. Rachel, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. We've just been talking to uh, Nancy Anthony, the president of the Community Foundation. And we're talking about year-end giving and the different ways that people can give to the foundation, whether they want to create a legacy for themselves or open up a scholarship or give to a specific fund. There are a lot of different ways to do that. And you oversee give Smart OKC. Tell us a little bit about GiveSmart. How does the platform work? And What are some of the things people might need to know when searching for charitable organizations, particularly this time of year?
2: So Smart OKC, kind of in a nutshell, it is a online database of charitable organizations here in central Oklahoma. So if you're wanting to give local, this is a great resource. It allows you the opportunity to really compare the organizations, apples to apples, oranges to oranges. They all have their own profile page. And each of the profiles have robust information about the organization, their leadership, their financials, the programs that they have, etc. But now on the platform, we have an interactive map feature. So donors who are in the community who are wanting to maybe see a specific geographic location that they want to support, they can do that now with this map feature that is synced to census data. And then that map has an overlay of those charitable organizations in the community that they can pick and choose from and make a contribution to, or maybe if they're wanting to just donate time, even they can volunteer with these organizations.
0: So a really, I guess a, a cool thing to do is if you are in the market and you do want to leave a, a big year in gift or a small year in gift, Yes. if they went to Give Smart OKC, looked up, found the organization they're interested in, it could be a geographical thing. If I'm, let's say I live on the south side of the city and I have an organization there, they can find that info, correct?
2: Absolutely. They can search by an organization's name. They can put in a filtered topic such as children and youth, health and safety, human services, animal-related causes. They can even use a feature for geography, so they can pick down to even the zip code and census tract level.
0: That is outstanding. What are some of the things that people might find in the platform that could maybe sway them toward a particular charitable organization when they're thinking about year and giving?
2: Well, what I really feel is important with the platform is it gives the donor that sense of transparency. The organizations are providing this information completely free. We work with them every month to make sure that their profiles are staying up to date and it's really helping those donors see kind of that transparency with the organization what they are doing maybe there's been changes in their programming with you know covid going on they're able to see that on the on the organization's website
0: so if a particular donor again wants to visit give Smart okc What's the URL that they need to go to? And and if they have questions, can they call somebody like you here at the foundation? And
2: absolutely, yes. So if they go to givesmartokc.org, that goes directly to the platform. They can take a brief tutorial or they can end that tour and just start searching. They can also reach out directly to me. They can use my direct email at r.muton. That's Ms. Mary O-U-T-O-N at OCCF.org or o K C at OCCF.org. And my direct line is 405-606-2918. And I welcome the opportunity to talk you through over the phone, do a virtual tour, anything.
0: Well, I've done the, you know, I've gone on and, uh, and gone through it. And it's really not a difficult platform to navigate at all. I mean, it's, uh, you know, it does kind of spell out the organizations that are listed. How many organizations are there now?
2: So, there are right at 350 organizations within an 11 county geographical region.
0: And if an organization is out there, if you're a charitable organization and you're not on the GiveSmart platform, what's the best way for them to get on
2: it? Yeah, the best way you can either reach out to me or you can still go to givesmartokc.org. There's an option to add my nonprofit. You fill out a short form, and then our team here at the Community Foundation will get back in touch with you as quickly as possible to get you going on the platform.
0: Outstanding. Well, Rachel, thanks for being with us on the podcast today. We do appreciate you, and... uh,
2: Thank you for having me.
0: Happy holidays.
2: Happy holidays.
0: That about wraps it up for today. I'd like to thank our guest, Nancy Anthony, president of the Oklahoma City Community Foundation, and Rachel Mouton, who is the director of our GiveSmart OKC platform here at the foundation as well. Join us next month for another timely topic. I hope you all have a wonderful holiday season, and we look forward to seeing you again in the new year. In the meantime, I'm Dan Martell. I look forward to having you join us again on Creating Impact Through Giving. Creating Impact Through Giving is brought to you by the Oklahoma City Community Foundation, a nonprofit that works with donors to create charitable funds that benefit our community both now and in the future. For all episodes and more information, visit OCCF.org impact. Thanks for listening today, and I'd like to leave you with this. Everybody wants to create some kind of impact in your community. What would you like to do? contact the Oklahoma City Community Foundation and let us help you turn your legacy into a reality today. See you next time.